This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books in this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, we got a bunch of X books. It felt like we kind of like had a little weird like X drought the last week, but this past week, more X stuff. Um, we had Excalibur last week. We did have Excalibur, but only one. Not yeah. like a whole bunch of X-Men books. No, that's okay. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I agree. I was more being facetious than it's like, yeah. You know, yeah. But no, we got a lot of books that we're going to talk about, including an up to uh, X-Force, uh, New Mutants. We're going to talk about some indie books, of course. Die, uh, Undiscovered Country. Bunch of books, uh, so stay tuned. Before we get started, I want to mention our sponsor for today's episode. You out there who's watching this live, uh, you are our sponsor, believe it or not, if you so choose. What you got to do is use Super Chats. Uh, if you are familiar with YouTube in any way, uh, you can use Super Chats. And those Super Chats uh, allow you to ask a question, make a comment, or contribute in some way live as the show's happening. We're going to read those Super Chats, respond to them, and that's our way of doing a little back and forth. You give us um, some additional scratch and also a great contribution to the show. <laughs> and we uh, keep the lights on here on the channel. Yes. Uh, because there's a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot of... I don't know, up in the air stuff going on with you two. We don't know what's going to happen nope. or whatever uh, come December, come the, the 2020s. Uh, the, 2020 has a lot of great stuff on the horizon. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, I think uh, the holidays, uh, Christmas is on a, on, a, on, a, on a Friday. Halloween's on a Friday. You know, in terms of like American holidays and stuff like that, like there's a lot of Friday stuff happening. And so there's a lot of merriment going on. But there's also some uncertainty. Uh, there's also an election. It's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening. And hopefully we'll still be here. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, and what I mentioned to the patrons earlier this, uh, this week, was um, no matter what happens, and if you're not familiar with what happens, I don't have time to get into it, but let's just say that like YouTube's at it again. Um, but if, uh, if there's ever any issues, we'll still be here. Uh, Patreon allows us to, to be here. Twitch allows us to be here. Uh, and so there's no reason to worry or be, you know, like, oh, I should find another fun YouTube channel where... People like us are there. No, don't go anywhere. License, like and subscribe. Uh, so let's give you an example of some super chatters right now. Saud Althani just dropped us a big old super chat. We want to thank you so much thank for your you. contribution, thank man. Thank you, thank you. Thank you at the top of the show. Big old numbers. Thank you so much. Hello, how are you guys? We're doing very well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no. Hope you're doing well yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, all is well <laughs> here on, uh, at Comic Pop. I was just actually catching up with an old uh, colleague of ours, Mr. Uh, Rob from Comics Explained on the phone. And uh, we were just talking about what's up. And he was like, what is going on? And I'm like, not much. You know, we're doing well. Just, yeah. Just, we're just happy and keep keep plugging away. Just say these things. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's very good. You know, it feels boring. Uh, but it's not. Boring's good. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency Sometimes. is key. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the excitement comes from like the new opportunities. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And Stuart McNally also mentions, uh, hey, Sal and Tiff, can't stay. I'm just coming off a 14-hour shift. Wow. Uh, but hope you're doing well. Love you both and take care of yourselves. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, Stuart. Thank you. Take care of yourself, yeah, man. Go 14 get some hours. Rest. Get some rest. Drink water. You know, take care of yourself. <laughs> Uh, stay no, hydrated stay hydrated it's true but uh, yeah so uh, let's jump into them a bunch of books came out yeah uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Young Justice number 10 uh, which is actually done by a number of people uh, one of whom is uh, what's it called Nick Darrington did a little bit of art oh no way yeah uh, for me it says Darrington was uh, had some extra pages from the Batman Universe book that Bendis was writing and so he's like oh I guess I'll just use those cause like all the Ginny Heck stuff 
that shows her and what she was doing during the Batman Universe book. Uh, that's that's what Darrington was drawing back with Batman Universe. So. I get. I mean, like he could have just got drew an it idea, a year ago. Like, or he, he could have just gotten the idea from that. But like, just do some more. Maybe I don't know. In any case, uh, Wonder Comics is this a thing still? I don't know. Well, Young Animal's still a thing. I know. I saw. Still a thing. Yeah. But uh, Young Justice promises actually some 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 fun stuff. Uh, you got the, uh, the 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 Young Justice team and the debut of another Bendis character. Naomi is joining the Young Justice team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this book, uh, the Young Justice squad uh, is banished out of Gem World and they're dumped into the multiverse where they team up with slash battle against the evil forces of Earth three. And uh, so they fight against their crime syndicate counterparts, mm-hmm. the Young Justice characters, that is to say. <laughs> um, and it's a smorgasbord of characters that Bendis created so that on their off chance any of them get an animated series, a live action appearance, or a movie deal, Bendis will get a check. It's outrageous the amount of that going on. And like, Well, not all of them. No, but yes. There's never been an Earth 3 counterpart of... Young Justice, they all get one. Um, I think it'd be hard pressed to convince them that Amethyst is. Amethyst gets one, but she doesn't appear in the in the book. Okay. Um, Amethyst does, but her her counterpart does not. Um, but anyway, the, the, what what matters is they fight a little bit, um, and the Batwoman of Earth Three, who fights against the crime syndicate, uh, is Stephanie Brown. And she helps the team get together and, and fight everybody. And you get this big splash page where you get to see the Young Justice team, which includes, like, you know, Bart Allen and uh, Stephanie Brown, alternate reality. She's not going to come with them. Uh, right. And also Tim Drake, also known as Drake, the new Robin not character. It's a good alter ego. Great alter no ego. No one put that, to, that together. No, it, 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 <laughs> it, it comes out of the Skywalker book of hiding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot to unpack. The reality of the book is nothing really happens. And then uh, on the last page, Naomi shows up. Oh, so okay. So the, the, the cover's a lie, and so is the premise that this is something you want to read. Okay. Um, oh, and Ginny Hex finds out that she's related to Jonah Hex, and he's crazy interesting. Which we all knew, and she probably did too. Eat me. Uh, the, the thing to talk about is the, Tim, is the Drake thing. Love the Drake. Who doesn't love the Drake? Uh, let's talk about the Drake. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with this. Uh, you know, a lot of it is clearly like the editorial influence. Like the guys in charge don't like Robbins. They don't like the fact that like Tim Drake is in particular uh, an issue for them. I don't know. And I don't presume to know like why they have an issue with Robbins, why they have an issue particularly with Tim Drake, you know, because of course Tim Drake was the third Robin and then he was red Robin yum. And then uh, he was always red Robin. And then they gave him feathers. And then they said, no, actually he, maybe he was Robin. And in fact, Bendis, when he took over the young justice book, uh, established, no, you're Robin, and put him in the 90s Robin costume for, like, the first time since 2011, mm-hmm. and now he's Drake. Uh, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. Wait, he's he is Drake, or he's that's his counterpart? Uh, Dr- Tim Drake's new handle is Drake. Oh. And... But I thought, wait a minute, this isn't a splash page from... Oh, from Earth 3 of these counterparts? Yeah. No. The only one who's from Earth 3 is Batwoman. 
That makes more sense now. Yeah, Wonder Girl, Amethyst, well, Far well, Allen. That's why I said the Amethyst thing. I was like, yeah, but you can't really take like I credit for that or Impulse or Wonder Girl. Yeah, no. I assumed that Drake and Batwoman were from... From this universe. I would assume the same. Uh, no. That's just who he is now. That's just... With a bazooka? Yeah, he had a bazooka. He uses it later in the story. Okay. Um, really, I just, I wanted to talk about it because, like, you're a designer. I'd love to know what you think about his brown costume and what a Drake is. Because, you know, there are Robins. There's even, like, a Bluebird character. Yeah. Uh, uh, poor Duke is the signal for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Tim Drake is Drake. It's a duck. Uh, it's a duck. Drake is a duck. Uh, are ducks brown? Not, Or I, do they just want to go with brown? I think, isn't a Drake... It's a specific duck, like I a, think. I thought it was a white duck, mm. but I could be incorrect about that. Maybe I'm very specifically thinking of Drake's Cakes. Right. Which has a white duck as their mascot. When well, I'm thinking of Drake Mallard, the alter ego of Darkwing Duck. Certainly. So I'm That's, wrong. There, here comes that crossover. Exactly. Except they can't. Nope, not at all. Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, the brand's not, like, I don't know. It's fine. It just doesn't strike me as fitting in with the overall aesthetic of like the bat family. Not that he has to get like that sort of permission, but like, I guess eventually you're going to run out of colors. Right. To put on your costumes. And, um, so why not yellow and Brown? Right. And I mean, like, look, we've seen that successfully done in other places. Wolverine. Wolverine pulls it off very well. He does. It is more yellow than Brown, I would say. Um, and this Brown isn't great. Nope. It's not, it's just not great. No. It's just not a good choice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not... Can I see it again? Yeah. Drakes can also, apparently, according to them, be, be, uh, be, be dragons. Yeah, well, yes, of course. And maybe that on his belt buckle isn't a bat. It's a it's dragon. It's a dragon. I don't think that's what it is. Yeah, I know Tim Drake was not exact... He, he, I think he played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Then it could be a Drake. So it probably is a Drake. Um, I guess we're, like, it, it's interesting because it's like, if they're trying to get away from Robin or Red Robin... They shouldn't have put red in the suit at all. Right. Um, and so, like, between the black and the yellow and the red, <laughs> it's like Batman, Robin vibes. And then yes. you throw the brown in. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, putting black with brown in terms of clothes. Right. Usually, Those are the it darkest. doesn't always yeah. work out. I don't know. This is not, it's, 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 this isn't capturing me right now, but maybe over time it'll wear me down. And I'll be like, all right, fine. I doubt good. it. Uh, th- I mean, here's I've seen worse. I have seen worse. I've seen way worse. The thing that really drives me crazy, the thing that you might say grinds my gears about this suit. Yeah. It's not even the suit. It's the it's their ham-fisted attempt at the logo. Well, like, at his... Because they use the R. They the classic the R. Tim Drake R. Yeah. But then, because they invented that specific R in 1993... Mm-hmm. They don't have like the vector for that R. They could just make it, but they chose not to because then they tried to copy it, and the D doesn't work. Like well, it doesn't match. It's not the vector that the problem. The problem is that they made a. They made a logo. They made an it's R. Not a font. No, and that's what they they didn't consider. I no, guess, or whatever. And they could have just gone on like I don't know the internet and found some like interesting typist to create a font that's based off of the R. Right. It's just bizarre. It's bizarre that he decided to call him Drake, but there's so many like nods to Robin. I know. It, within it, maybe well, because that way, maybe it's a phase. Oh, that could be a phase. It's yeah. a Drake phase. Yeah, remember when I was Drake? Remember when Dick Grayson was Rick? You know, it's those kind of things. Like, remember when I didn't want to de- read DC anymore? Like, remember those times? 
Like, what's funny? That's the feeling of of that of that era right now. You know what's funny is that like he didn't have to go with a bird. I mean, Dick went with Nightwing, which certainly has like a, it has a, wings and in it. It has a wing. There's an avian sort of feel or bat feel. Right, or but a like Nightwing that. is actually Kryptonian in origin. Right, but I'm just saying like if you're if you're a, a, a an Earthling, if yes. you're a, any number of people from Earth, mm-hmm. me or you, yeah. And you're not thinking about Kryptonian history. No. You just associate it with that. You don't have to go with a bird every time, guys. No. Especially if you're trying to escape. Well, Duke didn't go with a bird. He's a light. <laughs> In any event, it's uh, it's rough. And uh, it doesn't get any better, so I'm out. All right. Like... I actually bombed in on this just to see how things were going. Yeah. I, I was pushed out. I think around issue four, I was like, oh, I can't read this anymore. But then you came back. Check and it out. And I came back. I'm like, hey, let's see it. Maybe, maybe the, and especially when they were in Earth 3, I'm like, oh, everybody's upset for nothing. He's a, he's a faker. He's a, he's, he's a Earth creature. Nope. Yeah. Just this, this is weird outfit. Yeah. Weird choice. Terrible idea. Um, but you know what? All things are cyclical. It won't be forever. Uh, Flashpool says you're both looking fashionable today. Well, well thank, thank you very you. much, Flashpool. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Rory, Go- Rory Groth says, shout out to the three-day weekend for letting me catch you live for the first time. You guys think you'll ever cover Animal Man on back issues? Um, yes. Uh, happy Veterans Day to everybody. Yeah. And we want to thank our uh, incredible men and women in service for their uh, obvious, uh, you know, more strength and uh, selflessness than me because I would never even consider. I can't even imagine living in that world and it's really cool that they're doing that thank you um animal man yeah one day okay one day they'll they'll adapt animal man and we'll, <laughs> we'll get to do it and the fact is like you know i'd like to be able to do them all so mm. eat that horse i wish uh some of the big marvel writers right now would do some work for dc they could use some fresh blood on their big titles imagining kate's or zadarsky having to go at some of this uh the uh staler staler books at dc yeah no i hear you man uh that's the worst time for them right now to be at DC because uh, the problem isn't the talent at DC comics. Like the issues mm. that we have with DC, the, the, the creative direction, it's not being dictated by like the incredible writers and artists who are all just trying to give their very best at DC comics. That are the reason DC is, you know, do it is, is trading places with Marvel. You know, it's always that little dance. Marvel's on top. DC's on the bottom. DC's <laughs> on the top. Marvel's on the bottom. You know, oh, it's always that. No one's ever always on the top. Yeah. I wish that like Marvel and DC could not fulfill that kind of arbitrary reality. You know, I mean, where I they feel don't... like that though too. Like I am one of those people who mm-hmm. kind of feels like that. So well, I just, just it's it's a thing. It's just. <laughs> I wish that it wasn't because yeah. it's so arbitrary and silly. Right. I mean, like, there's always the, the sense of competition, but I think it's also just like once you've done well for a while, you tend to get yeah. lazy. Right. Well, I don't even think it's lazy. I think th- this is for me like the captain of the ship is just, you know, suffered from scurvy or something. I don't know. It's rough. Rough seas. Uh, Mr. Roboto does the current X-Men effect, Mr. and Mrs. X, in a big, bad way. Mm. Um, although, I was going to say, Hickman's going to let us know. Yeah, Hickman will let us know. <laughs> the fact is, uh, r- rumblings from uh, Mr. and Mrs. X are in one of these books. I think it's Excalibur. Well, they, yes. Like, they don't throw it away. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, uh, what else did you read that is out there that you wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, um, I don't know. Where do you want to? Where do you want to start? Right. Uh, let's do Ghost Rider. Okay, so I read Ghost Rider number two. Um, yeah, this is the Return of Danny Ketch. Yes, uh, written by I can't see. <laughs> uh, Ed Brisson. Brisson, yeah. Um, and um, issue two was 
like a faster paced version of issue one. Oh, I and so I that. liked it better. Okay. But, but I, I already bought that. But I bought the first one and like it, it just... I didn't come away with knowing much more from this issue. I just enjoyed it more. Mm. Um, and if they just taken a few of the key like like info dumps from the first issue and dumped into this one, it would have been a pretty strong opening issue. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just kind of like jumps right into like uh, Johnny Blaze doing what he's doing, which is like collecting demons, and it's yes. revealed that like Danny Ketch can't actually like he doesn't see them. He oh, doesn't see them as demons. Oh no. Um so like he's like, Oh, you have lost it. Remember his mom came to him? Mm-hmm. His mom. Uh-huh. It's Lilith. Yeah. With her Lilith. Remember Lilith? Remember Lilith? We literally just talked about Lilith. Yes. And if you're not familiar, you should check out back issues on uh, Spirits of Venom. Give you a little breakdown of that and the Rise of the Midnight Suns. Although Lilith no looks <clears throat> absolutely nothing like her original character. Well, yeah. But I think this is her Lilith here. Yeah, no, but she's yeah, there she is, I think. Yeah, I assume. Um, I can't remember what she looked like, honestly, in the first issue, and I wasn't going to I remember her looking like this. Um, So, yeah, she does look quite a bit different. They kind of toned down the overall look. Yeah, I'm, which is... Her look. That's the only thing she had going for her. It's not is true. Is that she looked neat. No, no, she's like a crazy demon mom. <laughs> demon mom! Hashtag demon mom. Um, And essentially, um, uh, Danny is like kind of gone to war with Johnny, and at the end of this, because it's a mistake, though he just yeah, because he's like, oh, like you know, you have lost your mind, blah blah. Is that what we're here for? Like you know, and he's just like, yeah, no, you you don't see them because you failed at being Ghost Rider, basically. <laughs> okay. And uh, then he pulls the spirit of vengeance out of him. Oh. And so like he's just Danny Catch now. Okay. So I was like, okay, so like Danny Catch is literally going to have to get over himself and re-embraced like being ghost rider mm-hmm. in order to become ghost rider yet again even though he's not really like well he's not zarathos so no it's a different spirit um cool but again this issue like ignited um my interest in it more than the first one did um and so i'm kind of like just taking a little bit of the info from that first one and kind of ignoring that it exists and just jumping fresh from here yeah um because it just, like I said, like it just had a better pace, and I felt like the first one they were just they weren't quite comfortable in the issue. Yeah, and it feels like in this one they were a little more comfortable. It's just we didn't tread as much ground. Right here, um, but I think it, it's it's looking positive as to like the strength of where it might be going. Okay, possibly. You yeah. know what I mean? No, like, I hear you. Ghost Rider is for very specific people who like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I have an interest in it because of like the whole like demon thing and blah blah blah. Like I really enjoy that. By the way, we are going back to Vegas. So yes, see what's going on. Yes, the tease for issue three, Mephisto, Mephisto. throwing craps. Yeah, I mean, like he's in a cell, so he's not doing anything. Mm. <laughs> but, on the cover. You know. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, um, yeah, but do you recommend it? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like this issue was, like I said, this one was a little stronger. So I feel like if you were interested in all, this would be a place you could pick it up. You, so skip issue one, I think. I, I almost want to say that there is some some stuff in there that you do need to know to kind of fill you in. I think there's a filling page though. There is. No, there definitely is. Um, so you can save yourself so some cash. It's up to you. Fair enough. Uh, ben Bastian says, Hey, you awesome people. I've been watching all the Tarantino movies. I'm just finishing Jackie Brown. Do you recommend any other cool movies to binge on a sick day? You guys rock. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's a fun binge. Uh, you know, you're you, Jackie Brown, you know, I get what they were going for, but mm, same time. So, well, let's see. Reservoir Dogs. Uh, well, if you're, if fiction, he's Jackie watching Brown. all the Tarantino movies. Yeah, he exactly. Need that kind of recommend. Right. No, I know. I'm just thinking about oh. like where he is, and he's uh, he's in issue three, or he's on three next to Kill Bill Volume One and Two. So you're you're on the right track. 
I mean, I would recommend uh, some John Carpenter flicks. You know what I mean? That's a fun binge to go the on. The Thing. Just watch The Thing. I would go with, honestly, for me, I would do uh, Escape from New York and The Thing. Uh, and then maybe Escape from LA if you're feeling like delirious because it's like so stupid but so fun. Um, you know, or you could go Aliens and just go Alien, Aliens, and then stop. Or you could do Predator, Predators, or Predator, Predator 2, Predators, stop. Um, uh, Terminator 1, 2, stop. You know, <laughs> those. That's sweet. That's always what I would jump on. You know, or Empire. <laughs> Uh, so excited says now that Feige's running Marvel, what are the chances of another Marvel DC crossover in comics or animation? Uh, in comics, more likely than animation because neither parent company gives a shit about what happens in those publishers. So I think that, uh, unless like the parent company comes in and goes like, Hey, don't do, they, they don't care what they do, but they do care what they shouldn't do. Yeah. You know, like they step in, whoa, 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 don't do that. Anyway, you can do whatever you want. Free reign, free reign, of course. Don't worry about it. Unless you do that. Don't do that. Though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love it if the fact is Feige is actually like kind of buddies with a couple of people over at like DC. Uh-huh. Um, in particular, he's like the problem is he's more for like people like Jeff Johns, who's on the outs of people at DC. So actually, it's probably the worst time for a crossover. Or um, not, you know, like I want them. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I would love to see that. I think that what they need to do, DC needs to get its house in order in order to be able to accomplish those things. Because like. What I don't want is like the five G crap to spill over into my crossovers. Because like, because <laughs> like the thing about Marvel DC crossovers is, you don't want the DC versus Marvel stuff where it's like it's cemented in a time and it's disappointing to revisit, especially for people who weren't alive during the nineties to go like, who even am I looking at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are Wolverine's claws not shiny? What? what why does Thor look like he's into S and M? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> And it's like, oh, well, you know what? No one really understood it, but it, the fact is, it's stupid. Um, so, you know, I, I like I like it more timeless. JLA Avengers, everyone loves that one because it's kind of timeless. Mm, uh, so, that's fair. But in any event, uh, enjoy. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, and Nick Tram says, Dr. Drake is in. Yeah. One of these days, he gotta, he's got to get his doctorate, but they'd have to age him up for that. Or it could be a Doogie Hauser type doctor. That'd be fun. Uh, Eat That Horse also says, any thoughts on a theory that the reason they changed Tim is so they can kill him in crisis? Robins are safe during crises, but now he's a duck. I've heard that theory as well. Like, if he, I, I don't think it's like, if, if he's technically a, not a Robin, it's okay to kill him. No. I think that like the people in charge would just kill him if they wanted to kill him anyway. Well, even if they do, he'll have, like, Affleck yeah. uh, backing him up there when he's, you know, down for the count. That's right. He can get cash back for any injuries that he sustains. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this episode brought to you by Apple. Um, <laughs> the, the crisis, I don't want to speculate about the crisis until we know who's writing it, who's drawing it, what it's about, what it's trying to do. Um, the fact is, I think the crisis will probably herald the, the new timeline, um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, they, they should use the Marvel DC crossover as a crisis. Oh, that'd be a great idea. You want to <laughs> you you hinge your crisis on another publisher's decisions. Um, and Mr. Abato says, uh, why can't it not be Brown Bat? He has fang. He may have fangs. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Brown bat. Why not? I, I, I think they want to. I think the the point is to get him away from being bats. Right. Like they don't want to do the bat thing. Um. So Tiffany, tell us about die. I want to know more about. Die. Oh, okay. I'm gonna not go super deep into this because if you were reading this issue along with me, you had to do a lot of research that I haven't quite finished. Um. Because this issue reveals a little bit more about the world that they're. Uh, living in essentially yeah. and that um it may not be soul who created it in the first place the the guy who had originally brought them into the game back in the day when they were kids and then 
had yeah. died and now is back, um, you know, as a like a like a fallen. Right. I always call him the lost because of freaking Code Vein. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but as a fallen and um, they've kind of they've split the party at this point, um, but they're kind of coming back together. But we get a big old info dump in this issue, um, in which we f- discover by like we find out first of all our narrator has been unreliable, and that um, there is a character that is revealed in this that may or may not be who they say they are, but it's Charlotte Bronte. Oh, that's because like I gotta tell you, I've never read. Any Bronte. No. Any Bronte. None of it. I've never read any of it. And okay. like so like I was like, what? Yeah. And so it's like the the lowdown is that like Bronte and her like three other siblings, like their dad came home and brought them these like wooden kind of soldier looking things. Okay. And um yeah, they started like creating all these like crazy mystical magical worlds and like this was the world, like Angria and like all these other like okay. places. And so like they brought it like built it up and then like they kind of got busy as they grew up. Yeah. And then, like, she started having these crazy-ass visions. She's like, we got to dump all this crap. Because it's, like, invading our lives. Brother didn't want to do it. He ended up, like, becoming an alcoholic. And in his, like, death throes, he, like, was calling out to, like, the world. And, like, would end up going back there. His Her sister dies. And uh, same thing, but it's worse. Her other sister is totally fine because, like, she did give up everything and she found Jesus. And so, like, she's cool. And so when Charlotte dies, she assumes that... Like, because she also has a belief in God that, like, she will go there. But instead, like, her, like, desire to be a God kind of overpowers that. And so she comes back here. And I'm yeah. like, wait, we really were talking about the Brontes? What? Yeah, okay. Um, we're just going to drop that on you by issue dropping one. that on you by issue nine here. Now, that said, she does reveal that she says she's not Charlotte Bronte, but, like, she is. Like, so, like, she's that, but she's not because she's that, really the character within this book. Mm-hmm. Nece- like, now, here's the thing. We are dealing with a place of creation, and so she still may be a creation with those memories or whatever. Right, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, we don't really know. All I know is that in the back of it, Kieran Gillen breaks down. He's like, I didn't read Bronte. <laughs> and I had to do a lot of research for this. And so, like, he found out a whole lot about how, like, you know, crazy Charlotte Bronte was. And, like... Why did he use it? I Because he had this desire to do that. Just, like, in an earlier issue, it... Because uh, I think he knew Weathering Heights. Oh, okay. And so, like, it went from there. But, like, earlier issues harken back to Tolkien and his adventures in, like, the war and stuff. I remember that, yeah. And so, like, this is kind of, like, this, like, journey of, like storytelling and authors to some mm. degree. And I got to tell you, Gillen's doing that thing where he's like educating you. Yes. Because I was like, wait, well, what? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's that kind of thing where you want to learn more without yeah. him, like forcing you to learn more. If you just take it on face value or not, it's totally up to you. <laughs> um, so again, the, the book is still incredibly written and like, I am desperate to find out now whether or not she is a real character or not. Um, at the end of the day, our, our, our protagonist, Ash, um, leaves with one of the individuals who broke off Izzy um, from their party to go and solve the problems that they have using like politics and such, leaving her sister or her slash him because he's a guy in the real world and a chick yeah. in the game um, and their friend in like their prison so they don't get in the way. Okay. Kind of cool. It's neat. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Die. Die. Number nine. Um, 
it's a hell of a trip. It's gorgeous, by it, the way. It is, it, yeah. And like Stephanie Hollins is just getting better and better. It's one of your favorite right or artists. She's just absolutely incredible. And like every time I see her on a project, again, like her craft is just like she's at that point where she's just going uphill. Yes, we haven't quite hit that like peak yet. No, um, and like so it's it's great. Uh, she just does such a phenomenal job. It's a treat to look at, a treat to read. Um, again, like if you are a gamer at all, this might be for you because like it does delve into like the idea of um, what makes good game. They, they they do talk a lot about that because they're obviously metagaming to some mm-hmm. degree because they know they're in the game. Exactly. Um, and so they're like, oh, like in issue seven, like uh, the jock character ends up like hanging out with these dwarves and drinking. And then it's revealed that the dwarves have backstories. Like, oh, you have backstories? I thought you were some of those shallow like background characters, yeah. that kind of thing. So, And some of the characters we find out know that they're also creations. Right. So it's just a really cool book. Cool. So check it out. There you <laughs> go. Die number nine. Uh, Sad Othani says, uh, Ben is coming up with good names is impossible, though. Yeah, well, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, Price8040 says, want to know what makes Ghost Rider better? Zodiac. I think Suicide makes him better. Zodiac, I don't mean, like, I mean the character. Suicide character, Blackout, Death Watch. I think uh, Black Heart would be great. No, they did that. No, he's, on, he's got Blackout. He's a vampire. I know. Uh, he got Nightwatch. He's a freaking uh, uh, trans character. Oh, Nightwatch, yeah. Nightwatch. I was thinking of uh, the other Nightwatch. No. You could bring back Troll and Hag. Hey, why not? He's got a rich rogues gallery. He does, yeah. And they're all forgettable. Zodiac is weirdly enough like a cohesive character to some degree. Right? Because he's just kind of, yeah. Yeah, he's actually something. He's really not. He's a terrible design. Agreed. He's just, yeah. Uh, Jake Curran helping us out. Thank you very much, Jake. Thank Uh, you. Sad Othani says, thanks for being you and uses one of the emotes. Uh, so thank you very much for that. I, this is, I think, the first emote I've seen yeah. in the Super Chats. And it's a pair. It's a pair admiring itself. Yeah, I love so it. So thank you. Don't Mask the Truth uh, is using emotes and has <laughs> uh, some fist bumps for us. Thank you very much for the bro yeah. fist, man. Uh, and, of course, we got TB, um, who says, and we're just fixing this up, loving the new Doctor Doom run so far. John Carpenter's Joker was insanely awesome, too. Thanks for all that you uh, awesome people do. Thank you very much. I haven't read the John Carpenter Joker book, and I really need to pick that up because John Carpenter decided I want to write it. I'm I'm sorry, how did that, what? Yeah, John Carpenter wrote a friggin' issue of, uh, of, like, a a one-shot Joker comic. I don't know. I, I remember it being solicited, but I didn't recall that it came out. Where was I? I, I, I know where I was. I was in Die. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm reading Doom as well, Doom number two. It, I, I disagree, TB. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And I think that the problem that I have with the Doom book is, uh, this is Dr. Doom, of course. Uh, it's called Doom, though. Uh, it is. It has a lot of really, really good ideas, and it really has like a lot of ambition, and it just doesn't have the talent to back it up on, in any respect. That's, but that's just me, you know. But uh, yeah, I got to pick up that jo- that Joker book. Um, Strange, I'm not seeing it. Go ahead, keep going. I know it's it's a year of the villain tie-in, but I'm sure he ignores that entirely because he's like, "What year of the what? I'm playing I'm playing Madden. I don't have any time for that." Um, so because he's a big <laughs> video gamer. I know. Um, I just like. So uh, Grant Morrison has been working on this. Uh, uh, what it would turn out to be kind of a twelve issue miniseries of Green Lantern, mm-hmm. uh, and then transitioned it into a book called green lantern black stars number one uh this has uh, art by um i found it zern zern zermancio zermanico and uh the concept here is that like uh remember that magical wish granting sh- machine that superman uses in final crisis well uh moo or mew uses it to uh it uses the power of hal jordan's green lantern ring 
How uh, does a Pokemon factor into this? Uh, oh, no, it's not. I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, he uses the Green Lantern Ring to power the machine and makes the wish that makes that rewrites reality. So the Black Stars, uh, which are like their Green Lantern core, more or less, um, which is also a holdover from like, I think an Alan Moore comic um, from that he like wrote as a joke or whatever. Uh, and they're like the replacement Green Lanterns and they're instilling their will across the universe and creating like, it's a kind of, it's like weird, creepy cult of, uh, of, of a Green Lantern core. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. I just read this, not knowing you were going to read this just to read it. Just cause I was like, we never really talk about Green Lantern all yeah. that much. It's more, it's not a Green Lantern book. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. and Morrison's writing it. So like the, the chances of me really truly comprehending what it is that he's putting into that are slim to none. So yep. I'll give it a shot. And right. suffice it to say, you really needed to have read the previous series, I think to fully understand, like I was starting to grasp. You really do. I was starting to grasp some of what must have happened and that mm-hmm. like, obviously something had changed it. I used obviously the intro to it. Yeah. Um, and the summary on the comicsology page to help me out a right. bit. Yep. But like, if you were just jumping into this thinking like, Oh, give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, you, no, you're going to be pretty confused. Yes. There, there oh, are a lot right. of like fun references that Morrison puts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got, uh, Hal Jordan in this new reality or his new reality is, uh, has chosen the name Parallax, Parallax yep. which is great because obviously Morrison doesn't care for any of the Jeff John stuff because he threw away all of it. Like the, 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 you know, the, the, the spectrum cores and all that stuff. So for him, Parallax is just the name that Hal Jordan picked when he went bad. So like he's doing that again. Right. Uh, they make a side like reference to Atrocitus. Um, the, 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 the mm-hmm. crux of the issue is that, uh, Hal and his betrothed uh, was well, they're a, not betrothed through most of the uh, book, but they but become yeah. that way. Uh, they sh- they they are going to pay homage to Mew by uh, c- taking over and subverting uh, War World and Mongol, and uh, so they do. And and Oa they... and Oa. Well, they, Oa was there. Oh, they go to Oa because Oa in this new reality is like a husk and it's like a like a garbage planet. Right, but it's I like... think they they pull it out so they can use it and they bust up War World. I. Th- well, they're pl- no. Well, well, she wants War World, and she wants to use it as just kind of like a like a like an additional um, tithe to like thank Mew for yeah, all the but- amazingness that he is. Uh, so, yeah, they rip apart Oa, and they make like oceans of spheres. The the visuals and the like high concept space bullshit that Morrison is playing with is fun and well executed. Um, the like gobbledygook languages they speak because it's aliens and of course they would yeah is frustrating and annoying to read uh, and the overall oh, do you mean the demons yes the uh, straight up demons yeah, that are open this book up which is why I had any interest in it at all right uh, but they're not demons they're aliens um, they're demons they're straight up demons uh, but anyway so Mew shows up he, and, and the idea is clearly that Mew has his sights set on Earth um, by the way uh, fun fact some of the black black stars are also former Green Lanterns. You got Jesse Cruz in there. You got yeah. John Stewart. The um, bird guy. The bird guy. Uh, Tomar Ray. And, uh, or I Tomar Toe. Remem- I can never remember. I can never remember it when I'm on cameras. I'm really impressed I got both That's of them. Excellent. Tomar Ray and Tomar Toe. So it, it is a freaking rat's nest of a comic book. This is, okay, here's where I get another 4chan thread about what an idiot asshole I am. Because I said the same thing about Multiversity, where I was like, Multiversity is impenetrable and difficult to read. And if you are a newcomer to comics and everyone tells you, oh, you got to read Multiversity, it's going to be very difficult to get into. Um, as it turns out, Multiversity is way less hard to get into than if you were to, like, to read Greenland or Black Stars, just fresh and cold. Um, but Greenland and Black Stars is one of those books that's like, I feel like Grant Morrison is making fun of me. 
Like, it feels like he is deliberately being obtuse because he thinks it's hilarious. I didn't get that feeling. I got the feeling more or less of, like, him being like, I'm going to throw all of the things that I know about comics onto the page, and either you're in the know or you're not. And, like, so it's almost like a, it's like one of those, like, lists that you see on YouTube or whatever. It's like, did you know about this? Right. And that way you can like nod along or well, that's be like, thing. oh, it, I didn't know. It really, well, it, and it's also like kind of masturbatory and it's like, like, you know who's really going to get this book? A few people who read the ones that I'm referencing. Like, get it? I'm totally with it. And it's just kind of like, it, it, don't sacrifice your ability to show how you're the smartest person in the room for a good story. And the concept of the Black Stars, the idea of Green Lantern living in this like false reality, really neat. And I love that concept. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, I'm going to read this because I think that's really cool. And like I said, because Grant Morrison is a good writer and is competent, mm-hmm. he is able to craft a comic book that is well executed. Mm-hmm. It's just also like, why? Right. Like, all right. And, 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 and it's, He's like, I I get that you are waiting for the other shoe to drop, but because I know you are, mm-hmm. and because I don't need to curry favor with you because I'm obviously Grant Morrison, I'll be able to really like get into the deep end of this fake reality that no one should care about. And it's like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of fun. Like, I get it, and I also appreciate that he's doing something different, and I appreciate right. that they let him do it. Well, and like, and here's the thing, like, I, seriously, this book didn't bother me either way. Right. I was just like, okay. No. Cool. Like, it's literally like, I'm just like, I I wanted to check it out. And like, I think there were some really like excellent concepts in there. Again, just in terms of like hitting story notes. Um, and I really can't like blame him for pulling at lore that he's creating. I just. Co-opting. Right. I think really what it is for me is that like. I'm possibly not a fan of his voice in comics. No. And like, and that's just a personal opinion that has nothing to do with no, actually like skill way. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because you could accuse like the same thing of like Neil Gaiman when he writes Sandman. Yes. Where it seems like impenetrable, but like I like his voice. Yes. And so like the journey's a little easier for mm-hmm. me. And so like I think with this, I'm just like it's not that same sort of journey that I'm like that I've gone on before with other writers who have possibly been like accused of being it's too dense. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and there's something to be said about like that, where it's like a, a dense book that you can you know reexamine and go back through, and yeah. something that is for people who have been following along. I openly admitted, so don't even start with me. <laughs> don't um, add. that like I hadn't been reading the Green Lantern books up until this point, and that was the point of me checking it out was just to see it as a number one. Like, yes. Is this something that a, a, someone who hasn't been following along could? you know, really grasp or jump on on. I mean, the fact that it was more, I pretty much knew the answer was no, <laughs> but I feel like it was more yes than I expected. Yes. Like, it was less of that, like, hard no. No, I hear what you're saying. Because I really did, was able to put together a lot of things. It's not impenetrable. The thing is, it's actually easier to get on board, especially when you're like, oh, it's made up. Like, mm-hmm. it's, uh, oh, it doesn't, it's not yeah. part of the same reality. You know what's funny is the only thing that failed for me was right at the end, and I don't necessarily even blame Morrison for this as much as I blame some of the panel layout. Yeah. When he sees Earth, Yes. And I'm like, wait, are, did you go to Earth? Yeah, no, the, the, the time jump or space jump between Jordan and the narrative <laughs> between the second to last page and the last page, it's a chasm wide. It's ridiculous. Right, because I'm not going to lie, for like a hot second, I was like, well, did they accidentally make it look like the U.S. because like Jordan couldn't help himself? Right. Like he had influence over like how they were laying things out. And that could be. And then but, I was like, no, I don't no. think that's what it is. I think he's just there. And like, 
I was like, mm, that was just unfortunate. But again, I don't really blame that on Morrison as much as I just blame the fact that they probably ran out of pages and yeah. so like they needed to get there. Right. It, it, he's he's doing a thing. He's having fun. The thing is, for me, he's thro- he's he's like I am selectively keeping things that I think are cool, and I'm throwing everything else out. Mm-hmm. And so that's frustrating, particularly if you're like a Green Lantern fan. You're like, oh man, like I love Green Lantern, and I've loved it for ten years. Morrison's like, well, be prepared to be alienated. No pun intended, because we're going into space and I'm going to play with that whole concept. Because Morrison doesn't really go out into space very much when he comes... Well, I mean, he does mentally when he, you know, takes scripts. But when he's, like, just writing a comic, you know, normally he's he's telling stories about, like, specifically... Yeah, and I I will give him this. It was... Well, seemingly, depending on where this goes, um, like... This is a story that like won't interfere with anything that's happening. Well, big time. Currently. No, it's its own thing, and I think he's I think he's really, really taking advantage of that. And Wait, I think that's for, smart. For, for good or ill. Yeah. No, I think that's 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 really smart. And again, it could inevitably end up influencing things. But as the story's going along, you're not wondering like, "Wait, where's this person? How come they're not there?" Instead, you're kind of like, "Oh, I wonder what the Black Star version of Superman's going to be." Or, right. Oh, I wonder. And he's and of course because of the nature of this book, I feel like you're not going to see that. I think well, he's you like, know. "You want to see that?" Ha ha. Um, Adam Asamoah says, hola, how's it been, guys? It's, it's been good. good. Thank you so much. Thank you for asking. Hope you've been well. Last, like, thing. But yeah, no, Black Star. I, 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 again, like, I think I might actually check out the second issue just to see, because, look, I get Morrison, I, or I get people's enjoyment of Morrison, 100%. Yeah. Like, there's something about, like, someone who, like, weaves myths and, like, you know, creates, like, history and remembers things and, like, puts it in and calls back to stuff that you remember. Like, that's, admittedly, it's very cool. Totally. Um, and not, like, the Red Letter Media. Very cool. Like, actually very cool. Very cool. No, not that. Um, but I'm wondering if this, it probably not, but I'm wondering if this first issue won't be like the most, like, like we're hitting the ground running, like dense sort of thing. And then as we're going along, like, I don't know. I'm wondering if it won't just be more of like, here's the story. Right. I mean, like, that doesn't seem like necessarily his sort of bag. Not usually. But again, this was way more like I could figure things it out was actually, than I expected. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, get John Byrne right doom. Yeah, no, he would do a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you all want me to send you some Zaps chips? I think we can actually get them nowadays. Yeah! But thank you very much for the offer. No, we actually have them. Yeah, yeah. They... Not in the office. We ate them no. all, but like, we, can, <laughs> we can get them now. So, no, you're covered, man. Uh, but thank you for bringing it to our lives, because now we can actually just, we can know what yeah. we're missing. Um, I think that's it as far as Super Chats for right now. Oh, no, uh, John Bobbitt uh, says, um, Morrison is doing the same thing with Green Lantern that King did with Batman, uh, John's built this amazing universe that is getting sidelined. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you like what John's did, it's completely sidelined. Uh, jumping into the books, I think we should talk about New Mutants number one. Yeah, because New Mutants number one was my favorite X book this week. Really? Oh, easily. Oh. Oh yeah 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 no. Uh, this is by Hickman with art by uh, Ra- uh, Ivan Rice. No no no, it can't be. Um, God, I don't remember. Here we go. Rod Rice. You know, it's funny. I was like, or Reese. I was like, yeah. is it Rod? And then I was like, no, it is. Yeah. In any case. Yeah, the art was great. The nice. art is gorgeous. I loved every page of this book. It just looked so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, premise. The new, the new mutants. The ones you know as the new mutants. They all live together in a thing called like the sextillion sextant sextant sextillion is from saga i know if that's they why live I was like, there they, then marvel can't publish that'd this. be more obvious about what they were doing <laughs> they live in the sextant and uh basically the it's a reintroduction of the new mutants in addition to a couple other characters that you're like either familiar with or you're not yeah um 
And they're basically like, yay, we're here too, and we're alive. I wish Cannonball were here, but he's in space. And then we uh, play with the whole concept of the fact that, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corsair has a Krakoan flower on his ship yep. so that he can go visit his kids. Yep. And also when they, and, and, and X-Men can go into space. Yeah. Uh, so the new mutants work things out where they are going to go into space and go fetch cannonball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do. And they team up with Corsair and Corsair is a lot more uh, unpleasant in this than he is in X-Men number one, mm-hmm. uh, both written by Hickman. So clearly Hickman's like, no, Corsair has patience for his children. That's it. Uh, he also really wants to play up the whole pirate angle with this. Right. Um, so This was Hickman? This was Hickman. Why did I think it was someone else? I don't know. Because maybe maybe because it felt so tonally different. Well, I thought it was... Anything I thought else. I saw Brisson's name on there. Yeah, so. Ed Brisson and I think Hickman co-wrote. Okay, that would be why I thought that. Then. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But uh, so they they are going and they end up in like uh, the, the edge of Shi'ar airspace mm-hmm. uh, at a, um, like an, I don't know, a... a what looks like an outpost. Yeah. Um, and so Corsair lies about why they're there. Uh, he says, stay on the ship. They obviously don't. Uh, Corsair says that like, there's a sob story there that, you know, don't get, you know, don't deal with it. Yeah. Uh, they go to be heroes. Uh, they are tricked. Uh, turns out Corsair's there to steal an egg, uh, which uh, can interfere with, which will interfere with Krakoan flowers and uh-huh. become something crazy. Yep. Uh, so we're setting that whole thing up and Hickman is doing an entire mini series called New Mutants so that when he uses it in two panels in the main book, you won't be confused because there's a whole series about it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is there was like one big, like weird, there's a whole thing about this, this egg, but there was also like this weird, like plot holy in part for me where like, like we want to get off the ship and like we want to like go because like we've literally been cooped up here for like days and I'm yeah. like, don't you have a flower portal right there? Couldn't what? you just go back to the island? Yeah, why did you? Yeah. Just... Is there is it a distance thing? Right, it shouldn't be because they could easily just plant a Krakoan flower where they were when they get pinned down by bad guys. Well, yeah, exactly. And so like I was like, I don't understand. You didn't have to travel with them. No, you could have just waited till they got there. Plus, you have magic, who's also a teleporter. Right, well, she gets knocked out, but you know what I mean? No, but, but like, I'm saying they could have teleported, like, to Shi'ar or whatever. I, I think she has to have seen it. Oh, yeah. She's probably seen it. Um, but you know what I mean? That was the one thing where I was like, but, 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 but you could just go back. I know. And just I hang know. out for a little bit. Yeah. Regardless, they're in trouble, and then there you go. Yeah, that's it. And, and Wolfsbane's so, there, and that's fine. Yeah, Wolfsbane, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point is, everyone, anyone who isn't trapped and arrested by, I guess, Shi'ar forces is kicked off the ship and arrested by Shi'ar forces. But yep. don't worry, because uh, Sunspot knows a great alien space lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we get, like, Hickman plays with his whole, like, you know, full-page, you know, graphic, graphic design, design thing. Pieces, yeah. uh, and introduces you to, like, wanted posters for the for the Star, Star Jammers. Jammers. Yeah. And uh, we get a little, like, Mark J. Brenner <laughs> They don't know what that is! Uh, ambulance chasing lawyer placemat like ad yeah for the space lawyer cute fun stuff mm-hmm. uh it it feels like the most separate from the rest of the books right while also co-written by hickman so therefore it must have some kind of relevance right what i thought was interesting too is that like i was really under the impression that like um that cypher needed to stay on yeah yeah and that like he was the one that was tapped into everything and this book and obviously x-force which we'll cover in a little bit yes uh prove that wrong yeah no like he's still experimenting with communication Mm -hmm. and uses mondo 
to yeah, like and make that's a the thing. creepy Krakoa face tummy thing. Well, yeah, cool, because Krakoa goes into Mondo. Yeah. And takes him over. So now we know that Ma- that, that Krakoa can like move. interface, and he, but he didn't like it. Oh, he didn't. Neither of them liked it. Nobody, nobody um, had a nice time. There. But oh, what, also that like the Krakoan flower that they brought with them for their escape, because the idea is, of course, they're going to take them to a point, and then it's their job to get to where they need to be. So they're going to use the flower to get back home, which right. again. The distance doesn't matter, um, <laughs> but um, it's messing up. They have like a little, like basically like greenhouse environment that they've created on the ship, on Corsair ship, and the flower is messing with it. So they yes. have to put it inside of Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good. Now he won't become a big portal. But yeah, I, I like. I really like how you know because now we're seeing the effect of Krakoa on other staples of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. like not just you know the. I don't know, grotto environment on the ship, but also with um, Morgan Le Fay's magic yeah. over in Excalibur. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see the effect of that on the larger universe yeah. uh, uh, as, as it stands. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Um, also, like they brought, they brought magic, Cypher, and Mondo. So it's like, there's no one who can teleport or communicate with freaking Krakoa. It's like, what have you done? <laughs> um, but it's obviously in, in like, you know. On, on but it's not true because we do find out that someone can kind of communicate with Yeah, it. but only a little bit and it's they're not very good bit. at it. a little bit. Yeah. It's just, I was like, I did not see that coming. I agree. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, otherwise I love this book. I think it's, I think it, it's not only essential, but it's also like, I think it's Hickman being like, you know, not everything needs to matter. Like, He's just yeah. like I want to. I want to also tell this fun space story, mm-hmm. and so he's he's having the most fun with this right now. Right, right, and right. that's why I, I I was feeling it as well. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I don't think it's the best one out of all the tie-ins. No, but like it was really nice to. It was pretty to look at, and it's it like you said, it's there's a lightheartedness to it, yes. obviously. And so like if you're just looking, if you are into what's going on with the X Men, but you also kind of want to break mm-hmm. while still getting more of your X Men, this was probably the book for you. It's then a good I mean, like cleanser. literally. We see them develop the coffee that's mentioned in Marauders in this. Yep. And it's apparently it's a very disgusting and gross, horrible um, process in which it's created. Mm-hmm. And uh, Magic's like addicted to coffee. Yeah, Magic loves it. There's literally, there's like, a, like a, there's a panel of her like hugging her coffee and drinking it. She was very annoying, uh, but like in a distinct way where I've met three women like her. Yeah. It's not me, but like this morning, because it, it was Monday. That's how it felt. It was sure. like that. That was vibe. It's her being like the things worth killing for, and it's her just drinking coffee. I know. And I was like that this morning. That's how it felt. That, that's how it felt. I wasn't. You know, also, every single new mutant gets a moment. They do, book, which I think is really cool. They really do. Wolvesbane doesn't get to Wolvesbane out really, but like no, but she's doing. But everybody thing. else gets to do something, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Like literally everybody, including and up to Chamber. It's right. like good for Chamber. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, Eat That Horse says, I love Grant's work on GL so far, but really doesn't work in continuity at all. I just think of it as an all-star Green Lantern comic instead of a canon book. That's kind of cool. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cash Money in the Bank, thank you very much for your contribution, man. Uh, Not going to lie, struggled a little bit with New Mutants number one. Never read anything with any of these characters before and didn't feel like it got a real introduction. Hard to track on what's going on. Well, that's fair. You've got no introduction to the characters. Uh, I would recommend the Demon Bear Saga. And um, really just any run. Uh, I think they appear in the Asgard Wars and they play a big role. So you should read, you know, X-Men yeah, Asgard. That's Wars. where... Um, that's where Wolvesbane falls in love with a, with a, with a furry. Yeah, exactly. You should, you should check out and the back And what's her name becomes a Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's fair. I hear what you're saying, man. Um, but check it out. Uh, Does there... she still have that horse? No. Damn it. No. 
I know. Well, maybe. I, I didn't see it it's on the on island. Uh, and Saddlethani helping us out. Thank you very much, thank man. Thank you, thank you. Hickman's primary on the first four issues because he needs the story, this story for the main book. And there you go. Interesting. Makes sense to me. I wonder if it has to do with the cipher communication with Krakoa. Probably. Or like Krakoa's ability to like interface and upset other environments. It was like clearly killing the plants that were there. Yeah. So like, I, I wonder if that's where it's going to go. And, and oh, and possibly whatever comes out of that egg. Right. The egg thing is a big deal. Egg thing's a big deal. Um, X-Force number one from Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassara. Kiss, uh, Wait, you want to talk about that or you want to talk about Undiscovered Country? Yeah, I guess we'll talk about Undiscovered Country. Let's talk about that real quick. What Undiscovered about, Country. Like, hang on for your more mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Undiscovered Country from Scott Snyder, Charles Soule, and Giuseppe Camincoli is an independent comic book from Image Comics, which is, uh, the premise is America closed its doors in 30 years ago. Now we're here. There's a plague that's destroying the rest of the world. America decides, hey, we're we're open for business. We're going to send a con- uh, send a contingent. We'll figure it out and send you a cure. Yeah. They do. Uh, they crash, and uh, America's crazy. That's the premise of Undiscovered Country. That's the first issue. Yeah. Uh, let's talk more about like the thing about Undiscovered Country, which is um, I remember hearing about this a while back, and I remember like you know Charles Soule and Scott Snyder really really jazzed about this, and they were like mm-hmm. hyping it up. They're like, this is the culmination of a ton of work. In fact, if you pick up your copy of Undiscovered Country, there's actually an entire back padding self congratulatory letter that they write to you where they talk about how awesome they are and what a great like process it was coming up with this concept uh it wastes no fewer than three pages but it also gives you a little explanation about how it about the process of coming up with this awesome logo for undiscovered country so there's a lot going into this and you could tell these two uh maybe three i don't know how what how to what degree cam and coley is in the creative element right in the formation element i should say of this book uh, what role he plays. Um, I will say my favorite visual of the book is the cover, which uses, as you fa- as you famously say, white space to indicate the <laughs> well, absence negative of America. Space. Negative space. Yes. Negative space. I love it. I love this image. And this yeah. concept of like America kind of being this dark horse that like is separated from the world and then suddenly turns the lights back on and goes mm-hmm. like, hey, we're here. And what is it? What's been going on back there? Because it's something that like Ethan and I have talked about a lot where it's like America's huge like really, really big. And it's part of the reason why like there are a lot of problems in America and why like a lot of Americans can't contextualize the problems that are in Europe. You know, like where they're like, you, you know, you have a space that's the size of like part of Europe and they're all supposed to have the same laws and the same like, you know, socioeconomic Mm -hmm. like regulations. And like, how can they, if like, one region is 80 degrees and the other region is 12. Uh-huh. You know, like it, it, it's so divergent and so different that like, how can we all work together? And I'm like, I'm like, for me, that's, that's the beauty of America. Like is that we all are all these different things and we are all still on the same place mm-hmm. and we all come to the same com- common goals. But in any event, I was excited to see that explored. Uh, it's not really, but uh, this, this book is like, you know, I don't even know if it's a mini series. I feel like it's an ongoing series until they decide to make it. In it depends. I mean, most image books tend to just be minis for right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I would hope that it was because you typically see some of the stronger t- storytelling there. Because yes. they're not like struggling to pace things out to hit like issue numbers, essentially. I think that it is a mini series in terms of we know it will end. Or it'll be like a chapter thing where it's like, here's the first chapter, here's the second. Yeah. For me, the book had me up until a point where it was like kind of a standard like romp. And then we see the big reveal, which typically would be the kind of thing that like... That gets you go, yeah, cool! Especially me. 
Yeah. Um, but right. it, it honestly weirdly felt like a bunch of things I'd already seen before, but not in that familiar, fun, nostalgia way. No. Like, it had, like, vibes of, like, obviously, like, Mad Max and, like, Manifest Destiny and a little bit of Saga and, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it, it felt like it was a box-checking experience where it's like, we, we are gonna create a totally bitchin' independent comic book that everyone's gonna freak out about. Mm -hmm. What do we need? We need an easy-to-understand premise. Check. We need a double entendre title. Check. We need distinct <laughs> characters, but so many of them that we can kill a few, and people can love those characters and be sad they die. Check, because we got a walking dead, this bitch. S we also need it to be something seemingly science fiction grounded. It could be like a it could be a, a classic British literature mm -hmm. 1984 type story, or it could be a contemporary, whoa, wacky off the wall. Remember Preacher? It's a love story, but it's also got God and demons and vampires and stuff. So how about they go to America and it's crazy. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's this whole thing. We're going to be really grounded. We've got these scientists, we've got these people and there's like political overtones and whatnot. And also there's like monsters and stuff like dinosaurs and crap. Cause it's like the wild west, right? I mean like America, you know, when, when they, when they explored America, you know, they found bison and bears and crazy crap and they didn't know what to do but like here it's like dinosaurs and, and all kinds of other but fun stuff but there were stuff. bison and stuff like that so I'm guessing but like man-eating like, bison I'm guessing it's genetics or something I don't know all I know is that like that impact that like big reveal like I don't know if it was just the pacing of the story I don't know if it was a real reveal itself I don't know if it was a combination of those two yeah. but I was left like oh yes it was very much an O. Oh. like it okay. was like oh that's what you're doing yeah I kind of saw yeah, that coming. And, like, and it weirdly also had like Old Man Logan vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a lot of those things. Like then you see the map and the, the things all like Oh, that map made me up. sick. And then it's got a maze and I was like, Westworld? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's- Let's it's, start scalping people. It's all the things that, it doesn't look like anything to me. The map? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, every, like the map made me the most annoyed- but well, they're that, gonna have to go through each territory. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. And the thing, like the the way they describe the map isn't even really that interesting. Like it doesn't, it didn't, I don't know what I'm looking at, but also I definitely have seen this a thousand times before. So that combination makes me like not interested at all to this thing. Right. I, I honestly I forgot there was even a maze portion to this thing. Oh, uh, it was just one of those things where it was just like it just hit all these. It just it just checks all the boxes. Yeah, and it like so it feels like this like really manufactured, created by committee, best selling independent comic book, mm -hmm. and that's only part one or phase one of yeah. the two phase process, which is. Phase two is it's going to be a series, like right. a TV series or a movie series or an Amazon series or a Hulu series. Like it has to be a Netflix series. Like it, it, it really feels like they're like, we're going to get paid. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even matter if the book succeeds. It just needs to have all the boxes checked. Yeah. It just, it felt so manufactured. Right. It, you know what it was? Like the, the idea that they created about the, the, the U S like closing itself down to the world, like, you know, like we saw that reversed to some degree in V for Vendetta, where like yes. they like closed their doors. To the or England world too. did, yeah. Yeah. Um, like again, like reversing it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And like, but they didn't have to create like, you know, a crazy fantasy thing. If you want to tell a fantasy story, I want to do like some crazy shit like that. Like, fine, whatever. Right. This literally like seemed like it was so going to be like geopolitical. Yes. Or, like, well, about, and like, and um, I know that they were like patting themselves on the back about that, where they're like, you thought it was going to be this geopolitical, but then whoo-hoo, crazy man-eating bison. Right. And like, I have seen that happen before. Where, yeah. Like, it was called really... Manifest Destiny. Well, yeah. Like literally, it's it is very much that, except like that, like like gently eases you into it. Where like there's some creepy shit happening, yeah. and then like it's just all of a sudden it's like no, there's really creepy shit happening. Right. Um. But I think like they again, I think it comes down to maybe the nature of the reveal and the reveal itself, where yes. like it just didn't hit the way they wanted it no. to. Because instead of like being excited, like oh, I thought it was gonna be one thing, it turns out so there's a whole other layer to it. It just left me being like, yeah, but I was kind of more interested in the other story you were right. telling, and but, I wish we could go back. But even then, like the ham-fisted way in which all the characters are so on the nose explained and, and introduced also rang hollow to me. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, Dr. Samuel so-and-so. Well, and to your left is this person, and this is their entire bio, and this person's as well, and we're going to spend two pages doing that. The other thing, and this is very much a personal thing, and I'm not going to give everybody a heart. I'm not going to dwell on it. I don't like Giuseppe Camoncoli's art at all. I never liked it. I think it was a horrible fit for Spider-Man, and I think the reasons why I don't like it are the same reasons I don't like it here, and it's all about faces. He's like... And I, I really feel like he just draws everyone's heads and then fills in the faces later. Like it really feels like the people's heads are like this and then there's little faces and the faces are always the same. And like he did the same thing with Spider-Man. I remember like when, when Doc Ock gets the clone body and clone conspiracy and he's like, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, Giuseppe, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take Peter Parker and Otto and make one guy out of it. And he's like, yeah. okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to draw Peter Parker and he's not going to look anything like Peter Parker's ever looked because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to draw what I think the leading man looks like. He's got spiky hair and he's got like this little face and he wears like this, this long sleeve shirt with like with collared buttons. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what everyone looks like in this book as well. And it just, it drives me crazy. He can draw a building and a car and a monster and he does a great job. But when it comes to human beings, which is the thing that connects me to the book, it makes me nuts. And like he was on full display in this book. And I was like, I I can't possibly get into this. Honestly, There's no element. I didn't really mind. I, I hear you. And I listen. It's just, no, it's a personal thing. I'm he just sells books. It's not like he's a hack. It's not like he's bad. It's literally a preference thing. It's and just, I'm just like, yeah. no. Yeah, that's fine. I more well, more or less there were like just random things that really irked me. Not about the art, but about the book itself. Yes. Like the fact narratively that speaking. Well, yeah. no, not even just narratively speaking, but it's like you got this idea of like this like sky plague, right? Yeah. And then you have like these dusters that come in and they like pour crap all over the place in order to try to like it's like an antiseptic or a poison. I don't know, but everyone's like, "Oh, you need a roof," and I'm like, "Is it not a dust?" <laughs> Dude, it comes through the wall. I don't understand. Like it's go, it's it's all over the place. Yeah, like that. Like a roof doesn't matter. No, it's not just a roof. It's, yeah, no. There's there's a, there's a lot of like holes. I feel like it could it almost would have been stronger if they embraced the element of it being on the nose and being like it's a mishmash of everything you've seen before, where it's like. You have a you have one page where it's everyone on the on the council mm-hmm. having their boring conversation about like the future and crap, and you're like, okay, cool, I think I get what's going on. And like the last line before you turn the page is like, 
and God only knows what's going on in America. Right. You turn the page, and there's dinosaurs and crap. <laughs> and it says, like, um, like, meanwhile, in America. Yeah. Like, at the exact same time, to kind of, like, show you the, dispar- the disparity. Yeah. And, like, the, the, you know, the fun. And being like, look, this is the premise. Like, it, obviously, we're going to reveal man-eating bison and friggin' land sharks yeah. and stuff yeah, 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 in yeah. the first issue. Why don't we just give it to you in the first page? Right. What's interesting is that the idea of these, like, land shark kind of things, which I know is not this callback, but we all know Snyder likes um, Junji Ito. And yes. Junji Ito has a book named Gyo. And in Gyo, um, sharks and fish and other things come out of the water and they're attached to these machines. Yeah, and we saw that things. again. And I was like, ha! It is. <laughs> it's a nod, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. I know that like, what's ironic is that like their publicist actually reached out to us and they want to have Charles and Scott come on the they, show. They can't do that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> to to sell can't. the book and I'm like, I'm still waiting to hear back. They're not. You're not hearing back now. No, that's over. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I just, I can't. I can't. Maybe the next issue will be better. I wouldn't know, because I'm out. Usually I try to give at least two. I know. And I might. So maybe I'll talk more about it. Well, if, if it blows up, like if people are like, you got to issue three, things really turn around. I'm like, all right. Yeah. But I'm not one of those people. Like when it's like, man, you got to watch the, okay, the first two seasons are a little rocky, but after th- season three. So I only have to de- expend like 72 to, f- to 90 hours of my life to wiki. get into something that you think I should watch. Just read the wiki. Yeah. Pass. All right, we got one more book. Yeah, it's X Force number one. Let's talk about X Force. Yeah, Benjamin Percy, uh, Joshua Casera. Uh, this is the like, I remember it was billed as like the Black Ops, you know, Take No Prisoner CIA X Men team. Yeah. Um. Also, a lot of crossover of X Men in all these books. Like, this is a this is a team of characters you wouldn't expect to be like Black Ops, like Jean Grey, who suspiciously doesn't have a personality yet. Um, in this entire run, maybe that's that they found out it's the safest way. <laughs> I, I and I'm telling you. I think she's secretly Phoenix. I think Jean Grey is someplace else, and I think that's Phoenix. Secret Phoenix. Secret Phoenix. <laughs> um, uh, Domino is sent as an infiltrator to, you know, figure out what's going on with like a, a you know, another mutant hating group, and she gets the up, and they get the upper hand and kick her ass. Uh, that's the opening of the book, and so like, and and the entire story is that Krakoa is invaded by humans. They send like humans send this 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 evil organization that's like a twisted uh, a, a twisted um uh, human hellfire club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Court of owls. I was straight up court of owl vibes. But again, like here's the thing: you can't like anytime somebody puts a mask on. Doesn't now, mean it's, it's court of owls it, now. You can't but, help it. They all sit listen. around a table and they all like you know yeah, congratulate each I know, other. Hoot. No, but Ooh. like. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's it's very much the Court of Owls of X Men. It's gonna vibe, and they and well, and also like because the talents have like the dead people that they control. They they obviously take control of Domino. We had that scene where they're like, "What do we do about the missing person?" Uh oh. Wait. Yeah, Domino's part of like the the the. the, the she was. I didn't. I see thought her she. Her I there. thought like her body. Or I whatever thought they was... like somehow tricked it by using either like something about like her blood or something like that because I didn't think she was there. Oh, I thought she was there. I thought the whole point was that she was one of those people. No, unless they completely changed her. Yeah, I, I thought so, but maybe they just used her blood in any event. Uh, like regardless, they find a way to get in. Well, yeah, they find a way to get in, and so they like just and they just like. <laughs> I love the strategy. It must have taken, like, you know, all of their time to plan this whole infiltration. They show them and just start shooting people. It's like, pfft. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Got them. But, uh, yeah. It, it... Okay, so the story is, like, oh, my God, first blood on Krakoa. Like, the humans have finally struck back. Yeah. You know, and the X-Men, you know, it's not all orgy parties. Yeah. Um, also, like, Wolverine and Beast have, like, a conversation about, like, the inevitable, um, you know, about how 
you know, there is no such thing as peace and, mm-hmm. you know, all this crap. But, like, we'll get into that in a, in a minute. But, like, uh, Kitty Pride's marauder ship shows up, another a new marauder ship. And she's, yeah. And she's bringing Colossus, and he's been hurt. And, like, a lot of, you know, it's just, like, things aren't going well. Is, right. is, the, is the tone of X-Force. Right. That, like, I don't think this is a new... I think this is literally the ship they went out on originally. Was it? I don't know. Or like, I think they made a comment about how well, it's... Well, because they went to the Soviet Union and that's where Colossus was. So right, like, I right, assume right. that, you know, it, that was just kind of the end of that mission. Yeah. Before she gets her new boat. Right. For me, this was the most incongruous book. This was the thing I was the most worried about. I know a lot of people were like really thrilled about this book. And for me, this is the one that made me... the, the Where I was like, this is the thing that I was worried about from the beginning, which is we're going to do this new initiative with X-Men. It's from Hickman. Mm -hmm. He's in charge. We're going to have like nine titles. They can't all be written by Hickman. There's going to be some like disconnect. There's going to be some like discontinuity between these books. For me, this is the one because neither beast nor Wolverine behave like they have been portrayed in the other series. No, they, well, Wolverine just behaves like himself, like he normally would. Wolverine is a toned, like in the, in from how, from Hox, Pox, and the, and X-Men number one. Wolverine is Wolverine, but also, not neutered, but certainly like, he's chilled. He had a Valium. He did. He's, he's, he's probably sleeping with Gene or whatever, and Scott or whatever, and so like... He's just getting it on the regular, it, so he's like way happier. The, the point is, like, you know, the first time you see Wolverine in this entire run, he's laughing and playing with children. Yeah. And the next time you see him in current continuity, after he died, uh, he is just kind of like hanging out. The only thing he's really upset about is that like he... The, the only time you see him really extreme is when he's extremely excited to see Kitty for bringing mainland stuff. For bringing booze. Then the next time you see him, he is like... A a, he is he's what you remember Wolverine to be. He's like hunting and also there's indigenous creatures now even though I think they said there weren't on Krakoa. There's like, there's like giant pigs that are dangerous and like Wolverine, of course, slaughters and eats one of them, which is also no. He doesn't kill it. He does. He's eating it. At, like when he's like watching everything on the on the precipice. Um, but like you see all of this like Wolverine stuff that you know Wolverine would be like, but that's not the Wolverine that Hickman has been giving you and indicating is the Wolverine of today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not the Wolverine that we've been seeing. I get that that's the Wolverine you're used to writing or the Wolverine that everyone would be expecting. But it's not the Wolverine that we've been getting yet, and it's like, like, wh- like, why, wh- why is why is there such a disconnect? Mm. He's back in his costume. Oh no, that's the costume he had it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that costume before. But like, what? Like, you know what I mean? And, there's and that could more just than be that. that they just didn't get the notes. But like, how can you not get the notes? Or it's like I only know how to write Wolverine one way. Right. Like, I get that. Then don't put that writer on the book, I guess. Right. Well, or just tell. Like, it's not like it's. Oh, I did, I, I did, I did Jubilee wrong, or we accidentally drew Wolverine or Jubilee with fangs, right? You know, like because she's not a vampire anymore, right? But uh, it's Wolverine. Yeah. It's one of the four you're asking about. <laughs> like it's one of the four you're interested in knowing their perspective on this entire new initiative, and it's not consistent. Uh, Professor X falls for an obvious dupe. He has mental powers. And maybe there's some kind of cerebro shielding. But Professor X has been has been sashaying through continuity in this current lifetime of Moira McTaggart 
with the confidence of somebody who would not easily fall for drinking a bug in a champagne glass, but does. And like, there's a couple of moments like that in this issue where I'm like, it's all things you would see in an X-Men book. Right, but I mean, like, he also has the confidence of knowing he can't die, really. Right. But then why am I, Why then why are you trying to build tension for me? Because they're, they're they're hoping you don't remember the fact that, like, they can bring Professor X back. Uh, but, well, then they start assassinating mutants, and I'm like, they're all going to come back. Death is meaningless on Krakoa. Yeah, but the humans don't know that, and I guess that's really, like, maybe right. that's part of the, like, why Professor X was okay with it, because he's just like, no, no, they'll think they've accomplished their job, and then they'll see us walking around again, and they'll know better. Right. I mean, I, I can see that being a thing. If that's what they're doing, that's admittedly neat. Right, but... I would see that if they were portraying it in a such as, like, we see the horror of mutant children, mother and daughter, I believe, are, sa- are assassinated on the, like, on, like, when they first arrive. And, like, we see the, the horror by showing you the child dying. Whereas if we wanted to show you that the humans don't get it, we'd be showing it from, like, the perspective of the mutants where it's like, these guys, like, I just popped another one. You know, like, they're, like, high-fiving and killing people, like, mm-hmm. indiscriminately. To kind of show you, like, that it like the 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 passionlessness of these murderers, and it's just kind of like weird. Like yeah, the book felt really weird, and it's and I remember it being billed as a kind of like essential important book, and I'm right. like, if it's so important, why is New Mutants more in continuity than this? Yeah, and I get like, okay, Hickman ha- co-wrote it, but yeah. like it's New Mutants, it's the most divorced. Like, mm-hmm. why did Excalibur? do such a good job of, you know, obviously they're not, like they're all going to be part of the same world and they're all going to be part of the same initiative, but they're not all going to stylistically and thematically line up because they're all different books. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pitching a book, I'm not pitching, but like I'm really looking forward to a book that's coming out this week that is wholly different from the rest of them. Right. And I'm really looking forward to that and I want that difference, but I want it to be different because it's tonally different from what it is and not... A mistake. Right. And I, and I Which it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it feels like an error. Me, now that's I, just my, my no, rant. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to spend no, too no. much time doing that. Um, and like, honestly, well, obviously we're kind of coming to the end here, but, um, but like, I, for me, the biggest issue was that like, they decided they wanted to kill Professor X in this book. Yeah. And I'm like, well, again, like cutting the tension first of all, we all know they can bring him back because right. it's like, yeah, is Cerebro broken? Sure. Does he probably have another one? Definitely. Yeah. It, uh, nothing's like it, all the information is stored in backups all well, over the world. So it's like it doesn't matter. There's a copy of his brain someplace if it is even his brain or not. You know what I mean? Like he essential to the process? No. Oh, they have the backups. Yeah, yeah. No, like he like does like mi- like minor backups and then like does like a like a big one x amount of times. Right. <laughs> but then you have like. People like Wolverine and Gene who are like, you don't tell me that he's dead. Like, oh my God. And I get, it's horrible. He did die. Yeah. But unless, the part like, of why Wolverine's so happy, now, the part of why, like. What they're trying to do is like, they're like. They're selling it. We let them kill Professor X. He's not really dead. Right. But like that way, like, you know. They'll go look, away. Yeah. But they'll it, think they succeeded. They, they'll go away. They think they succeeded. And like, maybe it'll actually like spur other nations to like join us. Or like, if we retaliate, it doesn't look so bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe they, this is part of a deeper plan. I don't know much about this writer, but the fact that Wolverine is so ups- written out of character, yeah, it, I don't, it doesn't really instill confidence within me. No. Like, that's the thing. And, and by the way, the frustrating thing is Wolverine is wholly on brand in this book. Yeah. 
But like a year ago, it doesn't work with like what they're trying to pull off in the other book. Exactly. And this last panel image that they have, or this last page image, yeah. is really just a cover. It's a cover. It's a cover. Image. It's a good cover. It's image. a good cover. But, but like, like, I was like, oh, okay. Now, and and if if like, and listen, this is the first issue. But also, like, like this thing got what shot off of his head. Like now what? <laughs> Whatever. Like over here. And, and, but like, and here's the thing: if 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 in issue two they're like, yeah, we did it. Now go like now we know who our enemies are. Go yeah. get them. Like okay, it doesn't cons- it doesn't forgive the beast and Wolverine in like out of continuity. It doesn't really forgive a lot of these things. Also. I don't know. All the all the books have had a kind of similar artistic theme to them. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of like beauty to all the books. This one doesn't and, have it. Well, and this only is connected to the Lanil Yu book because X Men One is drawn by Lanil Yu, mm-hmm. who also has like a grit and a kind of like edginess to it, I see. and it doesn't feel like the others. This feels more like that. And I think, are they I, this, trying to get me to think, to connect this with X-Men 1? No. I, this, or is it just so different because they just couldn't get it? This didn't artists? feel like any of it. It, it, was, it, was, the mo- it was the ugliest one. I and for say a series was, that's gorgeous, was, like for a, for a, for a line-wide initiative that's been gorgeous, Yeah, I wouldn't say odd. it was ugly. It just, um, it was very different stylistically speaking. Agreed. Very, like, yeah. Very different. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and it's, so for me, this was a very mixed bag. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Because I'm second guessing it. Like you're, you're force, these weird, and if there was like a character who was, like if Apocalypse was smiling or, you know, some, some element that showed you that I'm supposed to feel weird and confused by, by the inconsistencies therein. Yeah. Then my concerns would be assuaged, but I instead am am stuck in this weird position where I'm like, I think you just screwed up, mm-hmm. and you're forcing me to meta read this book, and I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, like again, a second issue will really shed light on that. The second issue will all that's that's you're, the call. You're one all the cards will be on the table. Yeah, that's it. Like, you will know. Yeah, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jumping in the super chats because there are quite a few of them. Oh, well, uh, thank you guys. What was it? Sorry. Hang on. We're almost there. Oh, you're no down. Cash. No. No, we did that one. It's down here. Kane's World says, does Hickman explain how Wolvesbane came back to life considering she was killed in Uncanny X-Men? Yes. Everyone came back to life. Maybe he died because of pods. Because of Gold Balls, who's now called Egg. Yes. Yeah, Everybody so, came Because, back. again, don't forget, in this continuity, Xavier has known that this is going to be the outcome of what, so like, what their plan pre- is. So he has been saving them everybody. for as long as he has yeah. had, had the ability to. It's why they killed so many people kind of like offhandedly in the Uncanny Run, because they knew they were all going to come back. Uh, Alex Sanchez, hey Sal and Tiff, just showing some love and support. Well, thank I you. I also wanted to thank Tiffany for getting me into Junji Ito's work. Truly some creepy stuff. Nice. Thank you very much. Yay. Um, <laughs> Enjoy the nightmares. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Saud Elthani says, the only good part of X-Force was Wolverine when he was written well and Black Tom was fun too. The rest was meh. Yeah, Wolverine, most Wolverine I've seen so far, but why is he like this? That's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Black Tom, this is a Black Tom book. The whole well, book is about Black Tom. And that was literally what I was talking about where like, I thought Cypher was more in the role or like in the perceived role that yeah, Black and you Tom know, is in. And then like, This is oh. the first time we're seeing Black Tom, by the way. Like, playing any significant role at all. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's so important right now. Right. And you're like, and like, what? And like he's able, like he's completely like in with the flora and fauna. Yeah. Mostly the... the well, because his powers are by wood. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting too that this really establishes that like not only like is Krakoa influencing the like 
like the earth and the and the trees, which obviously would make sense. It's growing out of it and all that stuff. Yeah. But the animals itself, right? Because they mentioned like the plankton and the algae and like you know what I mean. I'm like, oh, well, the plankton's well, that's, not that's, that's, that's not a, an that's, that, that's not a plant. It's an yeah. organism and like. So Plus there's like, big pigs now. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. That that's like that was informative. Right. But like are if the correct. Big, are the big pigs like sentient plants? Does that mean that Krakow is getting savage? Eh. I don't know. Uh but yeah. Uh Arconio's Evatori says they crafted Domino's skin to the assassins. Thank that you. That makes way more sense and explains the like markings that they all have. Yes. I, thank you. Good call. Because for me, I was just like, is Domino one of them? Because they're all wearing masks. I knew Domino wasn't one of them. I just thought I she was like assumed that they had like you know, killed her and no, not like I, I assumed it was some sort of like blood transfusion right, thing right. because it was very obvious that they thought that she was the one coming down, which was what I had of the different formations. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, neat idea. Gross. Also, uh, Jesse Sweet helping us out. Thank you very Thank much, you. man. Mr. Supertastic. To be fair, Professor X and Jean failed pretty aw- felt pretty awful failed. failed pretty awful about their death in Hawks number four. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, like when they all died in Hawks four. Uh, they feel bad even if they can bring it back, but I see your point. I say give the second issue to see if there's more. Well, yeah. she's going to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, like, they felt bad. It's just that, but also they were playing it up because that was the first time we were seeing them die. Yeah. The other thing for me was, like, Professor X being there at the birth of the X-Men when they re- when the rebirth, like, when he's there and he's, like, you know, playing with them and stuff like that and touching the faces and crap. I'm like, that tells me that he doesn't die. You know what I mean? Like, that tells me he's, like, essential to the process, or at the very least, like, he's not going to come out of one of these things. No, no. But no, he did. No, they, but they explain that also, that the process really is just the five. Oh, I know. And it's just, like, you know. Yeah, don't kill gold balls. Yeah. Or egg. Anyway, let's jump into some books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. He Uh, does something, though. I think he's the one that gives him the memories. Yeah. Yeah, he's important. He's a conduit. Yeah, he's a conduit. I'm guessing Gene could be the conduit. Maybe. Maybe that'll awaken the phoenix. I was going to say, she needs to do something in these books. (laughs) Uh, So I got a couple of recommendations for you uh, that are coming out this week. Uh, I'm not really going to recommend this book, but I wanted to mention it because like, hey, Sony has a weird relationship with Marvel where like Marvel, you know, when when Fox owned Fantastic Four and X-Men, they were like, screw those books, meh. But when Sony has something coming out, Marvel suddenly has like a whole big initiative. So like there's a Morbius movie coming. There's a Morbius comic coming out. Yeah. Well, I, I'm more or less like, what year is it yeah. that we're getting a Danny Ketch book with Ghost Rider in it talking about Lilith and Morbius number one is coming out? Yeah. Because... Is Howard Mackey not far behind? We're going to get like Darkhold and like, you know... I can't wait. That'd be great. The Night Stalkers and... The other one. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, uh, Spirits of Vengeance, which they already kind of... They did. did. There's a whole book. Yeah, but it wasn't that book. Yeah. Got um, Absolute Swamp Thing number one is coming out. Uh, Alan Moore is getting an Absolute Hardcover oh, edition. Oh, wow. It from looks, his Swamp Thing run. Great. It's gorgeous. So if you have money, if you like Absolute Editions, pick it up. Because, like... Is that really, like, three-dimensional? I hope it is, but I don't know. I hope it is, and I hope it isn't. Because yeah, because it'll be impossible to go on your shelf. You need to front-face that out. Yeah, then. I feel like... You need like, to make it like it's a bookstore. I think it just looks like it's three-dimensional, but it might not be. I don't know. Um... From reading that Black Stars book, I got this ad for a book that's coming out. Did you put this in your recommendations as well? I didn't put it in my recommendation. I knew you would. I was just like, this is neat. Uh, and uh, basically, it's just this like crazy new Green Lantern book that's going to be coming out from Young Animal called Far Sector. Um, I don't know. It just looked really neat. Well, I, it's know. A young I assumed comic. I knew why you wanted to read it. 
because of the artist. Yes. From superstar artist. Yes, Jamal Campbell. That's, who what, worked they, that's on... what they put on the ad. Yeah. Oh, did they? They called him superstar artist. Well, he is superstar because like he drew Naomi and he did a freaking amazing job. Right, which is like, I guess the point here is like, Check it out at the very least. Yeah. So maybe he could draw something else. Right. <laughs> but I think it's great. 12 issue miniseries. I'm going to see if I want to read more, but I'm going to read the first issue. It looks really cool. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I haven't said anything. So what do well, I got? What do you I have? I got uh, Savage Sword of Conan. Um, Conan. This is the second in the Roy Thomas. Alan yeah. Davis um, run of Savage Sword. Well, the current run, not mm-hmm. like when they wrote it before. Um, there's like some sort of like bat vampires going on in this it's continuing the story from the last time where like Yay. they went up into the mountain and there's like a chick who's looking for like, a treasure and her brother and like conan is in some trouble but mm-hmm. like, we're gonna find out what's going on obviously he's gonna be fine he's conan yeah but it's still great to see how he gets out of it that's kind of the magic of conan right there um also from marvel i'm just gonna bring this up um marvel tales dr strange will be coming out um this week it's um going to compile a whole bunch of issues of Doctor Strange from back in the day. So if you ever just wanted to kind of like dabble in some of the older original Doctor Strange stories, this might be worth it to, to pick it up to save you some um, some like, you know, long box digging. Yeah. Um just to check it out. So give it a shot. It's totally it's totally up to you on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh if you like trade paperbacks, all of Vision is being collected in one. So uh, if you like Tom King and if you like Vision or if you liked our back issues on it, which if you haven't watched it, you should, uh, there's a whole big collection. It's going to be all of it in one trade paperback. So a little easier to, a little easier on the wallet for you if you want to get Vision and trade. Mm. So it's coming out. I'm really excited about it. Okay. That. Uh, X-Men 2 obviously is coming out. Yeah, it's really, really very excited about that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm down. Looks cool. Yeah. Can't wait. I don't know anything about it. Nope. But, okay. you know, it's good. So I'm in. I'll, more please. Yeah, more. Yeah, uh, no notes. Please write more. Yeah, uh, and of course, Fallen Angels, which I think is the book I've been waiting for. Um, really? Yeah, I think this is the one. I don't. Rec- I think this is the one where it's like people who weren't welcome or who don't want any part of Krakoa, mutants. That is. I guess like this team does seem like they wouldn't. Yeah, and so is it Psylocke love- though? This is the Asian Psylocke? Oh, it's the other Psylocke. Or it's, or it's Betsy Braddock and it's just whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know that Betsy had, was kind of trepidatious on it anyway. Right, well, Betsy's now Captain Britain anyway. Well, but maybe this is after that. Could be. Or this could just be like, now I'm Psylocke. Well, because we do know that she was looking for her. Like, you know, when she was like, oh, I don't want to run into her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, X-23, uh, Young Cable, stuff like that. I'm, I, I'm excited. I think this is just a cool looking book. Okay. Um. So, you know, check that out. Nice. Um, from Image, um, Jeff Lemire is putting out a horror book. It's probably all you need to know. Um, right? It's called Family Tree. Um, it has something to do with the other trees-based book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is literally about a, a little girl who, according to the description, is literally begins to transform into a tree. Yeah. Um, her single mom, her brother, and her crazy uncle, or crazy grandfather, are going to go on an adventure to fix this, but it's like a horrifying adventure. Right, right? exactly. The transformation will become horrifying. So I saw a trailer for this, like Image sent a trailer over for Ooh. this book, and I was like, I knew about this weeks ago, and I was really excited. So when I saw it, I was like, Wait, is this, is this that thing? Can yeah. I finally read this? Because I'm very excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mystery, horror, um, action, adventure, the whole thing. I'm, I'm down. Nice. Um, the other thing that's coming out um, this week from DC, because DC wants me to spend my money. Um, it's a another black label book from Joe Hill from the Hill House Comics. Probably now my favorite imprint. Ooh. The Hill House Comics. 
Yeah. Get out of here, Black Label. I know you're above it, but still. Whatever. Um, the Dollhouse Family. Not written by Joe Hill. It's oh. under his imprint. It's written by Mike Carey. Oh, cool. Yeah, who has written like Lucifer and other things like that. And um, it's basically about a little girl who gets gifted a dollhouse. And there's like a little family that lives inside of it. And she can go in there. And like there's a black room that's waiting for her and wants to offer her things because like her home life isn't great. Okay. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this can go all kinds of ways. Yeah. Um, as we know, like um, Joe Hill and Stephen King himself have written many a book about creepy ass houses and like the horrors that await you. Yeah, so definitely. if he's presenting this book, I assume it's going to be of that caliber. Um, in the um, description of it, I think they say that like um, this is the most horrifying vision yet to Hill House Comics. Cool. And I was like, okay. Well, hopefully it's a nice, uh, um, it's a good indicator that there's that Hill House Comics is here to stay. And they're or try that Hill stuff. House Comics is like stepping in where Vertigo is not no longer there too. They need to fill the void somehow. Yeah. So like, Really, I'm doing this because I'm very excited about, like, these horror books, like, these straight-up horror books that are coming out of DC's Black Label right now, so, like, I'm full-on supporting them. Yeah. Um, so, if you're interested in that, if you didn't pick up Basketful of Heads last week, go check it out. It was a really great read. Um, right. It's totally worth it. Hill House Comics, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, some A few people were really, really upset we didn't talk about Legion of Superheroes from Bendis. Um, I'll never do that. So, you can just move on. Like, I'm never going to talk about a Bendis book that I don't want to read. And I'm especially not going to do it when clearly Jeff Johns was going to do a Legion of Superheroes book. And this is like an afterthought that was suddenly put in place to replace the other thing. Like, I don't do that. I don't support things that I think are either like a thing to screw somebody else over or a thing that would never appeal to me. And Legion of Superheroes is like a thing that like, in a premise, I don't really think it's interesting i would never read it and it would take a lot to get me to read it yeah and i saw bendis's like hey here's legion superheroes in the superman book and no <laughs> like yeah. there's nothing about that that appeals to me and so like why would i read that book yeah like a book dedicated to a, po a two or three page splash where i was like pass <laughs> like i'm not gonna do that and i'm not gonna like, like, like we spent a little bit of time criticizing a couple of books where it's like we read it clearly to criticize it or at the very least i didn't read undiscovered country to cri criticize i honestly it. didn't but i didn't like, either i was just i was disappointed by it yeah unfortunately and, and, but, and, and but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate read you know what i mean like no, I, you'll notice no, that no, no, batman no. by tom king isn't on this show very much and it's because like i you you know I don't like that book. Why would I spend every week talking about how it's bad? Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste my time. And I'm not going to waste my money on that kind of stuff. And it's like, so that's why I didn't do it. And I just wanted to, like, kind of keep it out on Front Street. And I don't think it's hurting us. Like, somebody mentioned that, like, it would, it would, it would might help the channel if we, like, spent more time working on books that, like, other people would read. And I'm like, hey, uh, Die, Undiscovered Country, um, all the Hill House books... There's a lot of interesting things that we talked about. Green Lantern, Black Stars. Like, there are a lot of books that not a lot of people are reading that are more, I don't know, risky to talk about and appeal to a more interestingly diverse spectrum of comic book readers. And so, like, yeah, hopefully we expand your horizons by saying, like, hey, yo, check out the Hill House books. Check out the, you know, I might not like it, but check out Undiscovered Country. Like, check out all these books. But I'm like, I'm not going to waste time, like, you know, talking about a book I hate or that I'm not going to like or that I'm probably going to have a disposition. The yeah. Young Justice thing was, we got to talk about that Drake thing. I love Tim Drake. I'm going to talk about the Young Justice thing. Yeah, but I'm not going to like, 
I didn't I didn't read it though. You know exactly. What I mean? But like literally, and I think Undiscovered Country is a really good example where it was just like I went into that thinking I was probably going to enjoy it. I like Snyder's Witches. I like his indie books. I have read some Charles Soule stuff that I've really enjoyed. I think I just had higher expectations going into it, and Completely. that might have been the problem because I was like, oh, these are two guys who really know how to craft a story, and it was just kind of left me flat. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. When I saw the cover for Undiscovered Country, I was like, looks totally up my alley. Yeah. If I had heard nothing about it, I would have picked it up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and know. I would have been even more disappointed. I know, I know. Um, I by know. the way, really quick super chat from Kevin Kruger says, thank okay. you, Sal. Uh, oh, thank you, thank Kevin, you. very thank much. You, thank That's you. very nice. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say like, yo, I'm, I'm not gonna like, yeah. And the other thing is, here's the thing for a lot of people out there who like read comics, uh, who are like a collector. If you're a collector, if you're like, I love Spider-Man, or I love Batman, or I love Green Lantern. I read all of them. I buy them all. And especially if you're like going back and you're like filling collections, especially with Amazing Spider-Man, it never stops. Mm -hmm. uh, and it starts from one to, to now. Like, if you don't like a book or if you don't like a direction it's going in, don't buy it. I'm like a hypocrite to that though because I totally bought all of Strange and I well, was that's not the thing, a fan is that, like, of Wade's but you I wanted, I wanted to, to know what was happening I did and you want to send a message that, 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 that it's all about sending a message right my message like, is I want more make Strange make more Doctor Strange please write more yeah. and it's like I don't want I, to support a book that I think is going in a bad direction or that that I think is hurting the industry. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to contribute to it. But if you're a completist and you're like, I got, but I, I hate this book. I hate it every week and I got to make a YouTube channel dedicated to just hating it. <laughs> like, no. What you need to do is just not. Like, just skip it. Mm -hmm. And then, two weeks later, go buy it later. It'll be discounted by at least 50%. And it sends the message because it's the same thing where it's like, you know why they want you to pre-order games? Because that sends the message that we want more games like this. Yeah. If you buy a game used from GameStop, no one in the video game industry appreciates it. It's why no one in the video game industry is interested in supporting or bailing out GameStop. Because right. the video game industry, the, 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 the companies that make video games do not benefit from GameStop or buying used games. No, it's true. And that's why like, I try to like buy independent games from the... The publisher or people. at least through Steam. And then when I bought um, EA's Battlefront, I bought it, the second, like the newer ones, I bought it from GameStop because... Used, yeah. Because <laughs> no. Because that was my message. And it's um, all about, like, if you, like, I'm not saying, like, if you, like, love Batman and you want to be plugged in and know what's going on... Even if you're not enjoying it, that's fine. There's an alternative to piracy and supporting a bad book or a book that you don't like. And the, the, the alternative is waiting a minute. And I know that like, that's uh, crazy and mm -hmm. abhorrent, but like the fact is you do it once or twice, it becomes a habit and you go like, Hey, you know what? I'm just not going to like, Hey, you know what? It was actually, it didn't hurt me at all. Like seeing a movie or ordering a comic or, you know, getting a game, like just waiting a minute, mm -hmm. like literally a week, the book drops in price immediately. Unless it's like the most important book. Like, you know what I didn't get the book where Alfred dies and I could have gotten it for $4 and now it's like $25. But you know what? I was never going to sell that anyway. So it doesn't hurt me. Yeah. Also, I would have hated it. So it's like, look at me. I just benefited anyway. No, it's true. And honestly, that whole discounted thing, um, it is really, uh, you'll see it the most, I would say, in independent books. And so like, oh, if yeah. you want to buy an independent book, but like maybe you don't have the money the week it comes out, especially on Comixology, most of them drop down to about $1.99. Yeah. after like a week or two and so you can go back and grab them then and like a lot of times it ends up like being a 
better deal sometimes if you can add them up than buying like a trade. Right. Well, um, and this is by the way for like casual collectors, people who just like to have comics. Cause like yeah. this thing, if the book becomes a runaway success, there'll be a second, third, seventh printing. Right. And so you book. could get that. But like, if you like, especially when it comes to like independent comics that like, maybe you don't have room in your budget typically, but it's something you're kind of interested in. If you wait a week or two, go get it online from Comixology and it's usually discounted. Yeah. And like, so that'll give you that chance to try it out at the very least. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, I just wanted to drop that. Cause I, I was just like, you know, like I, I want to, I, I want to understand, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Cause it's not like, I, uh, yeah, we're not trying to be like, this isn't my first rodeo. I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm not like, oops, I forgot Legion of Superheroes came out. Like, but I, I'm also not going to be, to be fair, I have forgotten things though. So like, <laughs> I have too. That's not, yeah, we're human beings, we're, but like, that's not what happened. I'm not here. saying that. But, like, there is just something where it's just, you know, we're not trying to ignore things that, like, we think will be popular. Because there are sometimes where it's just, like, obviously with this whole Hawks Pox thing, like, I was interested, but, like... My two favorite superheroes uh, are Batman and Spider-Man. A lot of like, it was uh, more or less we knew that, like, there was going to be excitement about it. Then, to be fair, the writing was so spectacular, I was a fan. Yes. And so, like... Well, it, I couldn't... I can't, I can't... I can't count on two hands the amount of people who've told me afterwards that they were like i didn't read x-men or i found it impenetrable or i've never really but now i read hawks and pox because you guys like helped, hyped it up so much and yeah, i yeah. love it yeah. i literally just got that today somebody said that to us on facebook well, and i was really like nice well, thank you very much and i don't yeah. want to take credit for it it's more like that's a that's a that's a good sign yeah you know that like giving it a try <clears throat> yeah um but yeah so, you know, we just, I mean, like, we criticize things, but we don't want to, like, actively put ourselves in a position where we know that that's going to be the outcome. There are just sometimes we don't know it's going to be the outcome until after we've read it, and then it's like, well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to, there's one more. Uh, oh, sure. Clicks. Clicks 008 says, I'm looking for a good classic Spider-Man book to start at. What should I look into? Uh, it depends on whether it's like, you know, independent, like whether you want it to be like separate or if it's like in continuity. Uh, if you want to start on the ground floor, start with Nick Spencer's number one and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you could skip The Hunted because uh, who cares? But uh, as far as like separate stuff, like if you want a classic Spider-Man book, like you could pick up Spider-Man Blue from Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. You could pick up uh, Craven's Last Hunt, which is just a fun, ridiculous story. It's very dark and it's very cemented in time, but it's still kind of fun. Um, you know, if you like Venom, you could pick up the first arc of Venom by Michelinie and McFarlane because it's like, oh, this is Venom, the first origin of Venom, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the first appearance of Venom. That's cool. Uh, you know, if you like Carnage, uh, again, I think Michelinie wrote that. Uh, you know, Mark Mark, Mark Bagley, Michelinie. There's uh, any trade that isn't new is an easy jumping on point. The rest of them are kind of like, you know, they, they feed into each other. Uh, I if you if you want like a contemporary Spider-Man, but not something that's right now, and it has a termination date, like Big Time is a good st- place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it does go off the rails. If you like Spider-Man, but you don't like Spider-Man, you can read Superior Spider-Man from uh, Ryan Stegman and Dan Slott. That was gonna, a great. I was going to say if you like Spider-Man, or you don't like Spider-Man, you can read Ultimate. You can read Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man, you can start from beginning to end. Literally, Ultimate Spider-Man, start one, go to the end, and you're good. Like yeah. literally, an entire run of Spider-Man. Um, or you can watch my video where I talk about Spider-Man. Uh, it's called where to start reading Spider-Man. <laughs> there, there, there's another guy who did another one that right after ours, but like, check out mine. And, uh, cause I give you like, basically it's, it's, it's themed to your personality type. So it's like, if you have a particular feeling about like, you know, if you like young Spider-Man or teenage Spider-Man or incontinuity Spider-Man or like, you know, not Spider-Man or Spider-Man, if he's a girl, you know, that kind of thing. You could, I have all those recommendations. So you can check that out. 
But, uh, yeah. That's it, guys. Yeah, uh, but I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching. And listen, if you mm -hmm. like the video, if you like the show, but you like it on audio, you can catch it later on Spotify mm -hmm. through the Elseworlds Exchange podcast. Yes. It's like a sub show. Yeah, that's um, how it works. But yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> but we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks a lot much for watching. And thank you very much to our Super Chatters uh, mm -hmm. for sponsoring today's episode. We're so lucky to have you. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see you then. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>